Hello, everyone, and welcome to Travel Flow Radio. I'm your host, Sendigo, and here we share wild and inspiring travel stories that give you the motivation and insights to go see what this big world has to offer for yourself. So thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Happy New Year, everyone. Hi, hello, and welcome back to Travel Flow Radio. I hope that everyone's new year has gotten off to a great start. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And excuse the absence also. It's been a while since we last talked, right? A couple weeks since I've published an episode. Since then, we had the holidays happen. That was crazy. I had a really bad flat tire. That was wild. And if you know me, for some reason, flat tires are pretty common in my life. Don't know why. Um, but, uh, then the new year happens. I spent about a week down in Florida having fun and now I'm back in North Carolina. So I'm excited to be back and a lot of exciting things coming up. So I've been working on our websites and it's going to be published hopefully in the next week or two. So I'm really excited for that. Going to be a great fun space to check out everything Travel Flow Radio. There's also going to be a huge list of resources on the website that you can use to make your travels easier. So definitely take advantage of that. Check that out. There's also going to be a new mini series out on the podcast, still workshopping the name. So that will come to me soon. But pretty much this mini series is going to be a little... If anybody wants to send in any short stories on email or through Instagram DMs, voice message, however you want to get these stories to me, anything that maybe you don't want to come onto the podcast to talk about, it's too complicated, maybe you're shy, whatever it is, you can just email in your short stories and I will read them aloud on a group episode of like a couple stories in each turn. And should be really exciting. I think it'll be super inclusive. And anything that maybe your favorite travel story, something that you think that would give great insight for other listeners and other travelers, or anything that you're super passionate about. But really, there's no limits to the topics of these episodes, of these short stories that you can send in. Definitely get ideas from previous episodes. Also on our Instagram, on our website, on our newsletter, there'll be plenty of ideas for you to bounce off of to send in stories. So I'm super excited for that one. You can go ahead and start sending in stories if you'd like. So travelflowradio at gmail.com. Super easy email. You can just email in your stories. You can also find us on travelflowradio on Instagram. That's the username. We got really lucky getting that one. DM me, send me a voice message, whatever it is. These can also be anonymous, right? If you got something really juicy you want to share, you can be completely anonymous. Um, So just keep that in mind. Feel free to send me your stories. I would love to hear them. I would love to share them on the podcast. Other things been working on. um, Just really excited. Just really excited to see more where this goes. It's been a learning process for sure. Like I said, sometimes you got to slow down to speed back up. And that's pretty much what I've been doing here um, through this whole podcast process. Um, Because pretty much I'm doing it all myself. I'm doing all my editing. Been working on my website. 
all myself, might get somebody to help me with that. And yeah, I'm taking a lot in a lot of pride in learning it all myself, but it is just a huge learning uh, curve. So thank you so much for your patience. And I'm really glad that you're here. So before we get started, we have a beautiful episode ahead of us with one of my dear, dear, dear friends named Izzy. And it is about her journey and her experience when she got caught on the wrong side of country borders when COVID hit and how that affected her life for the next three and a half years. So you're going to love this episode. It is really fun and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hi everyone and welcome to Travel Flow Radio. I'm Sindigo and today we're recording in my friend's lovely home outside of Asheville, North Carolina on top of a mountain. So I'm super excited to get this episode started. We do have a guest on our episode today. Her name is Izzy. Welcome mm -hmm. Izzy to the podcast. Thanks Cindy for having me. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Me too. Yeah. Um, I love so, when you're at my house. Yes. <laughs> I love being too. here. And Izzy is one of my dearest friends. We've known each other for a few years now. Mm -hmm. We met each other working as zipline guides out here in Asheville. Yep. Um, and since then, we have shared and gone to countless salsa nights together. <laughs> we have. Always been there. <laughs> lots when, of margaritas. <laughs> lots of margaritas. Uh, we've always been there for each other when we need somebody to talk to the most. Yeah. And, of course, have shared lots of laughs yep. and good times. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to hear a little bit of snippets of Izzy's story. She was living in Denmark mm -hmm. for a while. So we're going to hear a little bit about that and how she got torn away from her home away from home, which yeah. she thought was only going to be a week long vacation and ended up being a three and a half year <laughs> lifestyle change. A relocation. Relocation. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, really excited. Now Izzy is studying to become a somatic intimacy coach. Mm -hmm. So she's absolutely stunning and she's so smart. <laughs> and I am Sid. so excited for you guys to get to know her today Aww. on the podcast. Oh, Sydney, you're too kind. <laughs> you guys are making me blush over here. Oh, well, we'll just open up the floor for Izzy and let her talk about herself a little bit. Yeah. Tell us where she's from and yeah why she decided to go to denmark yeah yeah cool um so yeah so my mom is danish and my dad is from the caribbean uh -huh. and they met in st croix when they were young like my age i'm 23 um mm -hmm. and then they moved to north carolina and then eventually to west Asheville, which is where i spent most of my um younger years um Lovely. and yeah i grew up in Asheville. you know there's not many of us left mm -hmm. from here but here we are yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I had traveled a lot uh, to Denmark when I was growing up. I first started traveling alone when I was 14, actually. Wow, um, to Denmark. Yeah. So I would go for a month at a time every summer to go see my friend whose name is also Isabel. Oh, cool. Yeah. Her, our moms were both friends when they were like in high school, I think. Uh -huh. And then they, you know, parted ways, life happens, you know, got married and both had first daughters and named them both Isabel, surprisingly. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's so cute. fun, yeah. Like on purpose? No, Did they plan accident. that? Oh my god, that's so <laughs> cool. Even, yeah, and we they spell you know we spell differently, but 
Yeah. Um, that's fun. So I would go for a month and I would stay over there with them and we would just like, you know, do what teenagers do. We would just drink and yeah. smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Get into shenanigans. And yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. The laws are a little different over there. So mm-hmm. that's when I first started to travel alone. And then, yeah, I ended up in Denmark um, in 2019. I moved there in September because um, I had been to international school in Helsingør in the fall of 2018 mm-hmm. and just kind of was realizing that it was time for me to make a big step away from my home. Yeah. And I knew that that was like kind of coming. I was kind of itching to travel, you know, mm-hmm. I had done an abroad semester in Asia before then it was 83 days in Southeast Asia. And that was amazing. 83 days. 83 days. In Southeast Asia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Traveling by bus and by boat. And that was totally awesome did some homestays ate a lot yeah, of food that sounds like a great trip god it was amazing and then yeah and then i went to international school all my friends were going to college you know i was freaking out mm, my yeah. dad was like dude all these pressures to like do these expectations <laughs> I know, I like these expectations of others i really didn't know what i wanted to do and so um i had gotten into international school and um, in Denmark. In Denmark. And it was a semester program, like a similar gap year thing. And mm-hmm. my dad was like, just go there and start there and you'll figure it out, mm-hmm. which is the best advice he has ever given me. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't even apply to any schools, didn't even apply to college. Oh, you just went out there. I just left. <laughs> I just and left. then I just left. Did you end up applying and going to school out there? No. Well, yeah. well, actually, that's not true. So, yeah, when I officially I did school, came home you know, had a whole breaking apart, falling apart with my whole, falling out with my whole high school friend group. Mm-hmm. And then that was really oh. insane and hard, but it was necessary. And I love them all. And they're all off in the world doing their own really cool things now, which is yeah. good. But it was just time for us to part ways. And um, yeah, and then I, I just like, you know, worked really hard for 10 months, saved up like a bunch of cash, bought a one-way ticket and just got my backpack and just went to Denmark. I had no place to live. Oh my gosh. I had no job. But you had some friends and I some did. family. I had some friends. Well, and that's good. I had um, my aunt Heidi who was living out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of how I made my way out there. And Nice. Yeah. And then what major differences did you notice like right mm-hmm. away? I mean, I guess you were kind yeah. of used to it because you'd gone there for yes. a month. Well, yeah, so I, and my mom is Danish, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm a Dane. I have dual citizenship, which is totally rad. That's super cool. Yeah, I was wondering about that too. Yeah, I have two passports. That's awesome. In my bedside stand. (laughs) 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 Because we're in my bed right now. Perfect. Oh my gosh. So you can look at it if you want. Sure, I'll take a look. Um, Yeah, so two passports. That's awesome. So, like, yeah. The Denmark's, yeah, part of the EU. (laughs) Yeah, they're part of the EU. Wow, this is awesome. Isn't that cool? Wow, I wish I looked more like you so I could just borrow this. <laughs> you can buy it anytime, girl. Oh my god, how old are you in this photo? Um, I don't know. I think I'm 18 mm-hmm. in that picture. That's awesome. Well, it's so funny actually that, that you say that because I was looking at pictures in preparation for this podcast and I literally was looking at pictures of me from that time and I feel so different. Mm, yeah. Like I feel like I'm not looking at the same girl. I feel that way when I look back at myself from even like a year or yes. two ago. And oh my it's God. just crazy how much you change over uh, yeah. a year. So you were already pretty much used to like Denmark and the, the kind of the lifestyle of yeah, so of, like but, but being Den- there. Denmark is weird. So mm-hmm. like because I, yes, I as I, I'm familiar with the, the culture, mm-hmm. but am I comfortable with the culture? 
is a different story. Yeah. <laughs> what is uncomfortable about it? Yeah. So, you know, we grew up in the South. People are talkative, mm-hmm. communicative. Yes. Like, like holding warm. the door. Yes. Like you'll talk to the stranger behind the counter for 10 minutes, you yeah. know, just like, you know, and then suddenly you know that all about their family and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and about the surgery they're about to have. Right. Yes, and then you'll what... see them again next week and you'll be like, how was your surgery? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like you develop. How's your mom and them? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which I love that. Me I too. love that. Yeah. When I was growing up, we had a lot of community. Um, so I really love communication. And so it was really hard um, in Denmark just because my mom, I actually have a specific memory from when I was, I must have been like 10 max. And we're in Denmark and there was a guy and his daughter like walking down the street. And I, we like walked by them and I was like, hey, how's it going? And mom was like, don't do that. I was like, why? And mom was like, you know, if you talk to people, they're going to think that you're trying to sleep with them. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which I don't know how That's true that crazy. is, but, yeah. but it cracked me up because Danes just, they don't talk to each other. That's just so crazy In public. To me. That's not true. Danes are very loving. They're very loving. They say, say Danes are like coconuts. Oh, you like... they have a hard exterior, and then when you get into the inside, they're very sweet oh, and very loyal. That's cute. Danes are loyal. I didn't know coconuts were loyal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just haven't met the right coconuts. I guess I haven't. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll find your coconut family. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so cool. Yeah, that's something that I struggle with traveling to sometimes, being from the South, and like yes. the hospitality is so strong here. Right. And then I go to other places and people don't really chit chat and yeah. they don't really hold the door for me. And I'm like, okay, yes. I, they're not rude. I'm just like internalized yes. to be this people pleaser and like right. constant. Like, it's a cultural difference. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, something that I got to so get used real. to. Yes. Say like, these people aren't rude. I'm just like yeah. oversensitive yes. to that. And... Well, it's so funny because like in Denmark, especially like if you talk to somebody, like, okay, so Danes, when they're drunk, they'll talk to you Forever. all day. Yeah. Like literally till the- They got to get it out. You know, they're not doing it. I they're know, like, today, I'm, like, I'm like, you guys, if you just talk to each other normally, you wouldn't be so like pent up. Yeah. <laughs> because they, when they get drunk, they get crazy. Oh my god! And I Danes bet. love to drink. It's a huge what's their like? Do they have like a national drink or something that they like beer. to drink? Oh. Beer. The oldest. Oog. Oh. 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 With slash L. Oog. Nice. <laughs> I'm not Danes even are gonna hear your podcast and be like, "That's horrible." It's how you <laughs> no, but um, yeah, Dan- uh, yeah, they they drink a lot of beer. I think it's like one of the very first language, like words in the Danish language that was written down was Ugh. oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they're Vikings, you know. Yeah, that's so drink, oh, that's so cool. They drink a ton of beer. Um, is there still like a lot of like Viking s? Yes, and everywhere. they're like we are Vikings. Like Danes are so like <laughs> I love it. It's so fun, and they that's um, so cool. Yes, they're very proud of their heritage, and Danes are like. Yeah, Danes are not very warm. They're very cold. Danes actually can be very insulting. Mm. It's um, like very like brutally honest. They're very honest. And sometimes like my cousin was visiting a little while ago and not to throw him under the bus or anything, but there's moments where he'd say things and I'd be like, damn. Yeah, like maybe <laughs> keep that to yourself. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm, I, was, I told him once, I was like, you sure know how to make a girl feel good about herself. Oh <laughs> because, my God, yeah. They, he's like, they'll be like, no offense, but like, and then they'll say something that I'm like, why would you even say that? Like, yeah, just that like, is really offensive. Yeah. <laughs> just because you put no offense yeah. in front of it doesn't really right. make it right. Yeah. Um, but yes, they're, yeah, they're, um, Danes are wonderful people, but they're hard to get to know. Mm-hmm. So it was very hard to make friends. And I'm a very like friend person. Yeah, for so sure. Luckily, I had friends already there and then met their friends. And then, you know, some friends from international school. Yeah, built a little community. Yeah. 
So. Well, that's good because that's yeah. so important when you're traveling too to find yeah. community and like a sense of belonging. Especially yeah. when you're alone. Yes. That's and that so was, important. Honestly, when I reflect back on that time that I lived in Denmark, it ended up only being 10 months because I got trapped here with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that 10 months, I would kind of highlight that if I could use two words to describe it, the first one would be lonely and the second one would be enlightening because mm-hmm. it was I learned so much about myself and I had these really deep crazy connections yeah with these certain people mm-hmm. and yeah I mean it's just wild yeah you learn so much about yourself when you're figuring everything out on your own yeah. too and you're trying to navigate this whole other culture well it felt like I was playing I was in like a simulation like mm. I felt like it was like a game you yeah. know like it didn't really feel that real uh-huh. <laughs> I would th- I, I wonder would, why I don't why do you feel that way I don't know I think I'm generally kind of like a kind of like um I'm kind of like a dreamy person you know like I yeah. guess I see the world in kind of like an imaginary space like mm-hmm. it's got a tinge of like the the mystic you mm-hmm. know and so I would just put my earbuds in and I would roll these joints that were like like a foot long, and oh I would gosh. like because in Denmark, you know, you can go into Christiania and buy hash at oh, like wow. a little booth. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's not legal, but they it's like a a oh. thing there. Yeah, and so like wow. all these, um, all these guys have like little booths, and they're like selling hash and weed and whatever. And so you just roll a long joint with hash, and <clears throat> you can like I would just like walk around Copenhagen and just like because it was dark. Mm-hmm. and windy and cold Ugh. so there's something very like dramatic about denmark you know yeah the old buildings and the cobblestone and it's typically like this like rainy yes. it's not funny that it's very like this typical. today yeah so that's so funny we're we're recording yeah it's very denmark is not a and warm. what's like the scenery like is it flat very flat very it's flat. a peninsula the it's very small also like denmark's mm-hmm. a very small country and the peninsula like the wind will blow right across just whipping oh yeah and it comes right off the sea so it's like wet oh god so it's for it'll like that that's like bone chilling cold yeah you know? did you go swimming in the ocean um actually there's a sauna in helsingborg which is right across from helsinger in denmark it's like a 20 minute ferry ride to uh-huh. sweden oh cool and then they have a sauna right on the coast there i don't know if that's the nordic sea um <clears throat> but basically like you would like like go and be in the sauna and there's like two walls worth of windows and mm-hmm. you're like it's all hot and then you go out and jump in the nordic sea oh and wow back into the sauna so you did that oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> well that's cool yeah so, so that's kind of a big culture the biggest culture difference i think is that people mm-hmm. are not very warm it's hard to make friends yeah, yeah. definitely i could see that um, um yeah so you but you found some friends did yes. they help you find a lease like how is that process yes. of getting a lease in another country it was weird and so that's another part about Danish culture is that they're it's very closed. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't just show up in Denmark and make friends. You also don't just show up in Denmark and like just get a job. Like yeah. they're not like to, in order to get a job somewhere, you kind of have to know somebody. Mm-hmm. And in order to get an apartment or something, you also kind of have to know somebody. Yeah, and like know, gain their trust a little yes, bit. Yes, like Danes won't just like meet you and be like, yeah, totally, that's fine. Yeah. You know, like you have to, you know, you, even if you have references, like. Like not just like a random somebody that you meet on Craigslist. Yes. And you a, know? especially if you're a foreigner, Danes are very nationalistic, mm-hmm. you know. Is that the right word? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is on this podcast. Yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, my Aunt Heidi helped me get a uh, get a, a house. Aunt Heidi. Aunt Heidi. She's the best. Aunt Heidi helped me get a job and a house. That's awesome. I would not have been able to do it without Aunt Heidi. The way yeah. she just rocked a house for me. That's amazing. Um, maybe I could have gotten the house, but the job was hard. Yeah. Um, what were you? What was your job? 
Um, I worked in a fact or not a factory. I worked in a logistics company, so it was like oh, a okay. warehouse, like shipping things. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and yeah, the sun comes up at like nine fifty, and this I moved there in September, so it was like the winter time. Oh, the time yeah. everything hit, so it was like the sun would come up not until nine thirty a.m. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. And then it would set at three thirty p.m. Oof. So I would get to work in the dark, and I would leave, and it'd be getting dark, and by the time I got home, it'd be pitch black. So, oh my god, yeah. But yes, I found a lease on. I found a house for rent, like. Right, so my aunt Heidi lived in Hillhusna, which means Hell House, I think. Mm. Hillhusna. <laughs> Hillhusna. Yeah, yeah, and it's right outside of Roskilde, which is where they have this huge music festival called Roskilde Festival. Oh, cool. And they have a big university there. Did you go? No, but that was, I was like, dope, I can go to Roskilde Festival, I can go to Roskilde University, Rook, R U C, and it's also like a 35 minute train ride from the center of Copenhagen. So I was mm. like, this is a perfect place for me to be. Perfect. Um, so I planted my booty right there and moved into this house that was owned by this really nice couple. Mm-hmm. They were so awesome to me. They um, were a Danish couple? Uh-huh. They were a little older and they owned the house across the street. So if I ever needed something, oh, he that's was right nice there. that they're like not there, but they're right there. <laughs> yeah, and he know? was so cool. And they never, they weren't like overbearing or stressful or whatever. But he was trying, he was trying to sell the house though when I moved in. So it was a month to month lease. Mm-hmm. But I moved in with one guy who I literally probably saw six times. His name was Matsy. He was Danish. Oh, six times with him living there. Yes. Oh, wow. I never saw him. He was wow. a ghost. And then I moved in with this other guy named Ayub. And Ayub <clears throat> was half Turkish, half Danish. And he was like, I don't think he was in a gang, but his friends were. Mm, and he was a little sketchy. No, oh. he was dope. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he and I were like buddies, but I was like this, like I was 19. I was this 19 year old little American girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved in this house and with these like 26 year old half Turkish, half Danish, like gang bangers. Oh my God. And they would like all come to my door and they would like knock on my door and I'd open it and they'd be standing out there and they'd be like, you want to come smoke a joint with us in like their broken English? And I'm like, yes, let me put pants on. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh my okay. gosh, that's so cute. And then we had this little shed that we'd go out there and we'd sit on the porch and we would smoke together and they would tell me the craziest stories about growing up in Turkey and like this oh, like, wow. revolution that they had or um, a coup maybe it was. And Wow, that's so cool. It was crazy. And they would like look out for me as fuck. Honestly, mm. any like piece of advice I have for girls traveling is – Become really good friends with scary looking dudes. Mm, okay. <laughs> because that's an interesting take. They'll look out for you. Yeah. They really will. Not all of them, of course. You know, with yeah. every man, you have to take your, take your, um, take well, your. That's a good idea, honestly. But yeah, becoming friends with scary looking men who, you know, like they were telling me about, like they were like in this gang, like in Christiania, they would like, he, my, my friend Ayup would like look out for the cops and would like whistle. Mm. Um, or they called cheese in Danish. When, that was their code word, which was ost, and they'd be like ost. Ost, ost whenever the cops are coming, and all the cheese, cheese, cheese. All of the guys who were selling hash and um, mushrooms <clears throat> would like pack all their stuff up, hide it, and then be gone in like ten seconds flat. Wow. So, so it was kind of funny. Like yeah, I kinda, well, that's well, so interesting. And I had to be a little bit of like a sassy, you know. I yeah, had to be a little bit of a badass. Yeah, I had to kind of like put them in their place a couple times. Yeah, but they really res- they respected me and they were really nice and. Oh, I really, cool. I really loved them. Yeah, yeah, they were fun. Kind of like your Danish big brother. Yeah, they were so fun. I miss them. Now one of them, Ayub has a baby now, and yeah, you know, life is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go ahead and get into the big part of this story. So you had been in uh, in Denmark for ten months, and you were coming back to visit your sister for yeah. her birthday, right? Yes. And so yeah. it turns out. 
You come back. You spend the week here. Yeah. How does that all go down? Well, okay. So basically, yeah, I've been living in Denmark for a while. Um, my sister's birthday's in March. Okay. Um, and so um, I had been living there for a long time. My contract with my job just ended in February, right? Uh-huh. And I could either re-up my contract or do something else. And I hated that job. So I mm. really wanted to do something else. Um, so I was like, cool, I'll go home for my sister's birthday. And whatever. And we lied to her. We told her that I um, couldn't Could make home. it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, actually, have I shown you that video of me jumping out of the box? Uh-uh. You'll have to show it to me sometime. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, but yes, but before I had left, I had <laughs> jumping actually... Jumping out of the box. Yeah, it's literally me jumping out of a box. You can post on your Instagram for your followers. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> it's a fun video. Yeah. Um, so um, it's actually really funny. And this is another thing that I wanted to mention was that I met a friend named Rachel on Bumble BFF. Bubble BFF. Yes, and she was from Glasgow. <laughs> have you got? Have you had a lot of um, success with that? I met Rachel from Bubble BFF. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who I met, but I was like really. It happened really fast, and I was really happy. That's that's awesome. And I like still. And she's from Glasgow in Scotland. Um, yes, I think she's from Glasgow. I love or Scottish Edinburgh. accents. I know. I absolutely love them. Well, it's funny actually. When I saw her profile, I actually changed mine a little bit. So I like, hoped that she would like match with me. Oh wow! <laughs> so I know because like we had a lot of the similar interests. Well, yeah. Um, because Bumble has their dating. They have BFF like friends stuff. And they also have business, which I don't know about all that, but mm. they have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to mix my business and I, my pleasure. I'm like, what am I swiping for business partners? That's weird. Anyway, yeah, that is weird. So I saw Rachel. I thought she looked super cool. We met, um, smoked a joint, had a great time. Um, just We talked so much that I actually missed my bus Uh-oh. to go see my friends. But yeah, so we became really good friends. And she actually was alone also. She was studying at the University of Copenhagen and had no roommate. Mm-hmm. And so when we became friends, we were both coming from English-speaking countries. We were both in Denmark and oh, cool. traveling alone. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking dope. And then we have, like, her – she lived right outside of, like, Neuroport train station, which is, like, right in Copenhagen. Yeah. Which is the university. So she could take her train from Neuroport to where I lived and be – where I lived in, like, 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. So um, we saw each other all the time. We were, like, just always together. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, she's dope. And it was funny because it was a short-lived friendship, it, like, in person because we were really tight for, like, two weeks, hanging out, whatever, sleepovers. And then um, and then I was like, I'm going to go home for a week. She's like, what am I going to do without you, dude? I was like, oh, I'm going to go for a week. And then oh my I had to go back to Denmark in three and a half years. <laughs> so, yes. So I was like – so I got um, all my stuff. I went to the airport, flew back to New Jersey and stayed with my friend in New Jersey. And actually, when I landed in Jersey and took the – took an uber to her apartment she got home from work we started eating dinner and just kind of hanging out i think we we're eating arby's you're eating with your family with her friends oh, i'm not even her- i'm not even north carolina yet oh, oh okay yeah. and we're like we're just hanging out and then all of my danish friends just suddenly start texting me which is so weird because it's like 3 a.m in denmark oh right? yeah it's 3 a.m in denmark it's like you know 10 p.m what is it if 3 a.m in denmark means it's 9 p.m here i was like why is everyone texting me and they're like they're shutting down the whole country. Every no one's going to work. No one's going to school. The Danish government donated like something crazy, like eight billion Danish crowns to the people. Oh, okay. And was like, we're paying ninety percent of everybody's salary. Nobody gets fired. Nobody loses their job. Wow. Which is 
fantastic. That's amazing. Isn't that phenomenal? It really is. That's so beautiful. So no, I don't think. I wonder I'm how sure, many people are in Denmark. Um, not very many. Not very many. <laughs> like seven million, okay. something like that. Like it's yeah. not a ton. Wow. Um, yeah, there's actually there's like yeah, that's not very much at all. There's like two million people in Copenhagen, and there's like three million bikes or something. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I was in New Jersey. Everyone starts texting me. I felt like and I was, this is like the day you get back. Literally two hours after I left the airport, like two hours wow. after I left the airport, I'm in Sienna's apartment. It was like you know in those movies whenever you see like an explosion and you're like running from the explosion. Yeah, like and it's just like catching up with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly. a great visual. Yeah, that's exactly how it felt. And um, yeah, and then I was like, well, I guess I might be in the states for a little bit longer, you know. But all my stuff was over there. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be here yeah. for a week, so I brought my like a duffel bag. Yeah, and I had like a few pair of pants and like a couple tops and like my laptop, you know, like I didn't have anything. Yeah, and then I um flew home the next day. Jumped out of the box, surprised my sister on her birthday. So cute. So cute. So fun. She cried. Aww. Which is funny because she's such a black cat. Yeah, and, she's know. she's like a harder yeah, shell. She's kind of like badass. She's a tattoo artist, just anybody if that says anything. Cats by Maria. <laughs> Cats by Maria shout, shout out. Shout her out. Astral North Carolina Privacy. Cats by Maria. Town. She's really good. She's great. Um, yeah, and so um I that all happened and then a week later I missed my flight going home because of covid because the pandemic had happened and the whole world was shut and down. the whole the whole country was closed so denmark was shut down and then the next day when i was flying from nashville trump announced a travel ban oh, with europe so yeah. we weren't allowed to travel back and forth between europe anymore oh my gosh that's so <gasps> intense and just yeah. like such a shift that well, you can't control do you know what's so crazy was what? that it was like i was home but this was not my home anymore not anymore my home was there yeah so it was just it was literally like this weird paradox being like, yes, I'm home in my house, but like, I don't have a bedroom anymore. Yeah. My bed isn't here. My social security card isn't even here. My social <laughs> security card is in Copenhagen. Oh in my gosh. With my, all my other stuff, like with all the things I had, tra- I had traveled all over the world, you know? Yeah. With all the things I had collected. All your travels. little trinkets and memories. Yes, all of my, everything was over there. And, um, and I was here and um just a couple days after the week was up and i was you know officially like didn't know when i was going home um my um landlord had texted my roommates i didn't even hear from my landlord my roommate had texted me and said hey the landlord sold the house so oh shit we got to move out of the house by the end of the month and i was in north carolina (laughs) can't and i I literally couldn't go back to europe even if i wanted to like i Mm. guess i could because i was living there that was that's what's kind of cool about it was that I was a citizen in the U.S. and I was a citizen in Denmark. So oh. I think I could have traveled. Oh, did like you not other, try that? Like other people couldn't. Oh, were you at that time? Were you worried well, that was, you would potentially get sick? Well, I was worried. I was more worried about. I didn't want to be in Denmark during the pandemic because everything was shut down. They were super strict, mm-hmm. and also I would have been very lonely. Yeah. Like, I would have been incredibly lonely. Like, my whole family was here. My siblings, you know. Yeah, especially in such a time because whenever COVID happened for me, I was really scared that I was going to get sick. Yeah. Especially because I had to, like, come back from being out of – I was the opposite yeah. kind of situation of you where I was stuck out of the country. Yeah. Traveling. <laughs> I love and, that story. Yeah, it's so that's good. a good story, it's too. so good. Um, <laughs> and I was really scared that I was going to get sick at first. Yeah. 
And then, you know, sometimes when things happen like that, you just want to be by your family again and just yeah, be together. Totally. So I definitely well, yeah, and it was like could see that. It was like in it was like February, you know? Like it was like no, I guess it was March. But it was like cold and dark. I had done almost the whole winter there. Well, had you like had no like worry like had you heard about covid and like yes. worried about it but like I, didn't think it was gonna get that bad i was not i honestly i did not expect that to yeah. happen <laughs> me neither <laughs> i was like i literally thought covid was gonna be like a two-week thing that yes, i camped well, out for yes. and like where the world would continue gonna, like do you remember when the whole ebola thing happened in africa mm, yeah i felt like that's kind of how it registered in my brain was like there's this disease it's out there it's killing people that's horrible but it's not, it wasn't like close to home. Like yeah. it didn't really like, a, like I didn't really register it, but I think I had COVID that January mm. before I went to Denmark or before I came home from Denmark because so crazy. I was so sick for like a week and a half, mm -hmm. like really, really sick. Wait, but the week before you went home for Denmark? Um, no, it was in January or February. Oh, okay. So it was like a month or so before okay, yeah. everything shut down. And I'm pretty sure it was COVID at the time, but I don't well. know. Yeah, and so what was it like for everybody back in Denmark? So they couldn't leave yeah. their houses? No, it was very, they were very strict. Like, they were on lockdown for a long time. Like, a curfew or just absolutely, like, nobody leave the house? Um, I think that it was pretty much, like, don't leave the house unless you need to. To get, like, the groceries? First, for the first chunk of time. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was the curfews. There was, like, certain bars are open, other ones aren't. So it was pretty intense. Yeah. Did you know anybody there that was traveling, like, kind of more openly that got stuck? No. no most of your people were like there yes. residents well and... and denmark is incredibly like denmark like i know that you were in where were you chile mm -hmm. like denmark's infrastructure is supreme like, oh yeah they know where everybody is oh wow they, like you know not in like a big brother kind of way like yeah i guess in a big brother kind of way but like they are like they know what's going on you know yeah. like every time you go to a change station like you check in and you check out like they know mm. where you are that's and they, so like, crazy. They know what you're doing. Yeah. And like, you know, they, they're, they're there to take care of you. Like, they say if you're homeless in Denmark, you're homeless because you want to be homeless. Mm. Because the government, like, does not let their people suffer. Like, wow. they're the happiest country in the world, not because. That's crazy. Not because they're happy. They actually have one of the highest suicide rates also. Because mm. it's so dark and it's dreary. So dark, yeah. But they're the highest per cat, like, happiness index because they're so well taken care of by their government. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. At least they're kind of, like, trying to come, like, combat the. Yeah. Dreary weather in the darkness. Yes. Well, and they have Huga there. What's that? Huga is like um kind of what we have now, like the lights and like it's cozy outside. Oh. Like, it's like cozy, but like more. Than oh, I actually heard of that. Yes. I saw that like on a video recently yes. where it's like no matter what the weather like is outside, you make your space like really cozy yes. and like light a candle or yeah. something. Yeah. So they they would say come over tonight and we'll have Huga together. And it's called Huga. Huga, yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, there's a book about it. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because it's so cold there, like so they know how. They're to like, come get cozy with They're me. Like, yeah. Oh my god, we're participating right ah, now. We're having Huga. It's so perfect. We're having Huga. <laughs> that's so cute. Um, I would say this is very Huglet. Huglet. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds like Piglet. I know. It does. <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Um. So your 
home and you're thinking what like maybe two three weeks you get to go back yeah i was like maybe i'll be here for the summer like my parents were like why don't you stay for the summer and i was like why don't i stay for the summer and then you know when they sold my house i was like well shit i don't even have anything to go back to my job is gone oh yeah so you had to go collect your things no well you're you had to get somebody to go collect your things yes i had to and i was like what am i gonna do because i had like nested hard Uh uh-huh and um so my aunt Heidi went to aunt my house. Aunt Heidi back Gosh, at, back into play. Yes. Aunt well, Heidi. And so what happened was so she has this like little um stall in this um in this place where she like sells things, you mm-hmm. know. Oh cool. Yeah, like um I think you rent little it. Craft fair. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. I don't know how you like, but it's like you pay by the month, you know, probably like 150, 200 bucks a month, and then you can like sell stuff out of it. Yeah. Um, and there's like a bunch of little um stalls, but it's open all the time. Mm. which is kind of cool so she um yeah she had a little booth and um she went over with her boyfriend they took all of my stuff out and then i was just kind of like like she held on to all of it in her garage for a couple months and then she texted me and was like what do you want me to do with all this and i was like um let's facetime and go through it and i kept probably 10 percent of it and then i was like the rest of it you can either keep or get rid of like sell it and then just keep all the money you make yeah because I, you know, you did me a humongous favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, Especially um, like probably did she live close by? Yes. Okay, well that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. She lived like probably like a three minute drive. Yeah, especially because it's like, you know, so it was so weird like going to other people's houses at that time too. You know, right? With, like well, COVID going on. Yeah, and like, yeah, it was just weird. She was just a G. She just really, she was just the, the best. A real G. Yeah, she's awesome, and um. Yeah, so, yeah, she just kind of removed all my stuff. And then um, the next year, in 2021, my brother went to IPC um, in the spring term. And, and then, that's in Denmark. Yeah, that was the international school I went to. So, oh, okay. Yeah, the International People's College. It's in oh, Helsinger. Cool. And um, he brought all of, um, he brought, like, this big backpack worth of my stuff back. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So that's how I got that stuff back. Nice. Yeah, but, you- like, the job that I had, like, I got, I did wilderness therapy, Oh, that's right. When I came home, uh-huh. and um, they asked for my social security card, and I was like, "Listen, I don't have it. It's in Copenhagen." Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "Wild, that's fine." Funny story. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "That's okay." And then I think they just um, accepted a picture of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah. The company shut down now, so. So you never got your social security card back, or when your yeah, brother you your just, brother came back with it, you just held it. Yeah, it's yeah, I saw that one. I didn't know if you got a replacement. No, no. Yeah, my brother brought it back cool yeah so then what you try to go back to denmark yeah so i came back here started doing wilderness therapy actually in in one week i i found a car so this is the thing i think if i could have any point to this story it would be every moment i thought things were going to be fucked up because like when i first moved to denmark i had no plan i was supposed to move there with two friends Uh one from england and one who already lived in denmark they both Failed. Failed for mm. different reasons. One, my friend got into law school. Badass. Super badass. Go to law school. The other one, he just really was not in the right place to be able to like move out on his own. Yeah. Um. So because you're eight, you're you're nineteen. Yeah, we were kids, you know. Yeah. And he was in a bad place mentally, so he needed to be home with his family. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Booney, you're so handsome, Mr. Booney. I know. What if like <laughs> yeah. you can hear his groans when you talk to the microphone? We have Izzy's dog on <laughs> yeah, the my dog. On the podcast so with if us you hear here, moaning and groaning it because Booney is a mumbling, grumbling boy. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, lay down, good boy, good boy. 
Um, yeah. So back to my point, like, right. like basically it was like I was it was supposed I was supposed to move there with friends. Got there, it all fell apart, and it all worked out. Yeah. Was there? It was lonely. I had a lot of days where I cried a lot. Mm-hmm. I really had. To, I felt like I really looked at myself in the mirror, big time. Like it. Yeah. I was so so much time for re- reflection. Oh yeah, and it was. I at sometimes I would really get into my own echo chamber, you know. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, yeah, and I fell in love with a guy over there, and mm-hmm. he didn't love me back the oh. same way. Like <laughs> you heartbreaking. Know? Oh the love and we were totally in love like he can say whatever he wants we were totally in love yeah but um i mean who wouldn't be i mean come on (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but so it was just really intense and then it all worked out exactly the way it was supposed to like Mm -hmm. i came home i got trapped here and it worked out Um, um yeah, and that's, like, one thing that I love about you and your mindset is that it's you're always, like, it'll work out. It's always – it's fine. Like, if – whatever it is, and sometimes I got to reality check you and be like, yeah. no, Izzy, you can't go run to your house, be back in Asheville, and, like, grab drinks all in, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's going to take me, like, 10 minutes. But I love the mindset. It's yeah. definitely rubbed off on oh, – it's definitely rubbed off on me. Yeah, and I definitely try to embody that yeah. and think, of, think about you and – when things kind that. of don't really go, yeah. go well, that's cool. as planned. But yeah, it's like they really do always work out. It always works out. And the more you trust that, yeah. the more it's going to be true yes. also. Well, and I feel like I've been like, man, if I stress or I don't stress, it's all going to pretty much go the same way. Mm, yeah. So I might as well just not stress. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been crazy how much you my know? stress levels have like dropped in the past two years. Yeah. For me, just like noticing things like that. Yeah, right? It's, it's like, like the other day I lost my debit card. Uh-oh. Cool as a cucumber. Like, like, I, was like, I was like, well, I guess I'll go back to where it was. And I couldn't find it. Yeah. Turns out the guy, somebody messaged me on Facebook. <gasps> and the guy cool. who was with me in the cave during the tornado found it. No way. In the Walmart parking lot. No way. And like the Walmart parking lot was packed. Dude. And he found my debit card and messaged me and was oh, like, hey, I found it. I was like, God. do you see? Me and those cave people are crazy connected yes, the universe so is like no worries dude no worries no worries he's got it yeah i was like that's why i was like like how amazing that's and like amazing. also i was like i'm just gonna put my card on pause right now yeah. and like get a new one if i need to and, and but it the, came right back yeah like no big deal. i waited like 15 minutes yes. and i had it again you know well yeah it's like what what goes what what comes to you and stays is meant to stay what comes to you and then goes is meant to go yeah maybe it'll come back i'm glad my debit card won't. decided to stay <laughs> Um, but maybe i should start like actually using my wallet instead of just keeping my cards what do you have i just i just let them float in my pocket see that's where we differ though (laughs) i'm like no big deal everything's cool but i cannot just free ball with (laughs) yeah i'm working on it they're in my wallet right now actually so we're winning we're we're doing good we're choosing to win today i love that but yeah, it is just like, you know, too blessed to be stressed. Yes, like things blessed. always work out. Yes. And that's what oh, you got to keep yeah. in mind traveling too is just yeah. like keep in mind that like it's going to be fine. Yes. It's all going to be okay. Mm. And like there is a level of like yeah, you have to keep your awareness, you have to be thoughtful and like intentional about being safe and and um staying healthy. Like you know, you don't want to eat the ice from the street vendor in India because you're going to get a parasite and you're going to shit your brains out yeah. for four days straight, 100% pretty much. Yeah, like <laughs> our bodies aren't used to that, yes. you know? Yes, but um, but you can, you know, enjoy things, you mm. know, whatever. Basically, it all worked out. Um, and then when I started that wilderness job, like a month later, I met the first love of my life. 
mm-hmm. and he was amazing and wonderful still is amazing and wonderful and yeah you know we don't talk anymore we're not that that ended um as mm-hmm. dramatically as it began so she's <laughs> single everybody I'm single. <laughs> a single um, pringle yeah so yeah so he yeah i mean he was wonderful and taught me so much and and i fell madly madly in love with him mm-hmm. um, but if i had not gone to denmark and spent all that time alone and in that introspective space and like really learned what i did um and then come home and then gotten trapped here exactly when i did i never would have met him mm-hmm. he lived in he lived two hours away from me he lived in state school wow yeah so and lived there the whole time we were in a relationship so like it literally i had not come home gotten trapped my dad had not been dating this woman who had worked for another company and then she told me you should go work for this one because it's closer and um i was 20 at the time and typically in wilderness you have to be four years older than the oldest kid in the group so this mm. group this company had a a young a youth kids group that were 10 to 13 year olds mm-hmm. so i could work with them but i couldn't work with the teenagers which was great because teenagers kind of scare me yeah <laughs> teenagers are so mean <laughs> they really are oh my gosh but, i can't um, imagine yeah so and now working on somatica and now I'm intimacy to be, coach training yeah and starting to be a sex educator yeah can you tell us like a little bit more about that for people who don't sure. really know what that means yes so somatica is really cool um basically so it's not therapy like you go into an office and you sit down with your therapist who you know has a master's degree and you know has studied all of the neurological reasons for why we do what we do you know mm-hmm. yeah um you can have a master's degree obviously to do somatica but basically somatica is a much more embodied practice mm-hmm. so therapy i think a lot of therapists are actually doing somatica um in the group that i'm doing it in because they say they feel kind of restricted on the legal boundaries that exist oh, which okay. is, are important you know yeah. you have to have boundaries in order to keep everybody safe um and to keep things um confidential and also to like make sure that everyone is um conscious of what's happening in the office but also it disallows kind of a personal level Mm. so um in somatica it is sex and intimacy coaching um so we would sit down and work with anything in the realm of sexuality it could be something as simple as i really struggle to approach people and flirt with them Mm -hmm. all the way to i really want my partner to tie me up and I want him to wear this crazy leather costume, and I don't think he's super into it. Yeah, and like you know? working for like the shame of that <laughs> yes, also too, like the shame of your sh- desires yes. and your sexuality. There's a huge deshamifying and celebration factors. Mm. Those are huge tools in somatica. Um, and yeah, so basically, it's it's I would say it's the coaching in having the deepest, most fulfilling, sensual, sexual, and connected experience in your relationships and within yourself. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And I've worked with a couple of clients so far um, and had really, really amazing sessions and really yeah. big results. I mean, that was when, when we first, well, not when we first met, but that yeah. first like two weeks of us knowing each other. Oh, yeah. Remember, we, I came and I yes. did the somatic session yes. when you were first starting off. And that was when I was just a baby somatic practitioner. Yeah. I and, still am, but you know. And it was so funny because like, I barely knew you and I was over here and you were like, do you want to try this out? I need to get some practice. Yeah. And I was like, sure. Like knowing nothing about it, not a (laughs) damn thing. And then going into it. And then we started talking about like my Yoni and I was like, what have I gotten myself into? I barely know this girl, but that's also what I love about Izzy is that 
you are so easy to get to talk to and it's yeah. like I feel like you know we've only known each other three years but I, I feel like we've known each other for like 10 I know that's how I feel too so like I feel like I, we're so similar Sydney mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like you're experience. gonna be so uh successful in your somatic oh, coaching journey because of how yeah. easily you can connect to people and thank you open them up and make them yeah. feel comfortable and... I'm so excited well thank yes. you for sharing yes. um yeah if anybody is looking to work on their intimacy with themselves or their partners or their relationships or whatever. Yeah. Izzy is a great resource and a great person to talk to. So yeah, I teach sex education on my Instagram. What's your Instagram? Pink Mountain Love. Pink Mountain Love. <laughs> so it'll be in the show notes. As well. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? Just if you have the chance to travel, do it. I think everybody should. Don't be scared. Um, it's intimidating, know? but it is. I it it shows you so much of like who you are and like how much you can do and how strong you are yes and how it's not that bad it's really not like going out in the world like communicating with people and like meeting people and like it's really not that hard but and it's so fulfilling it's so so rewarding yes and it's exciting and you come back with these crazy stories and (laughs) and you get to share them on this podcast yes and then you get to hang out with sydney and then yes yeah i've met the coolest people i know in my travels yeah for sure for sure and i'm so blessed well thank you so much for sharing i absolutely love you i love you sydney this is so fun yeah (laughs) so and thanks everybody for listening in um and we will see y'all again on next week's episode bye 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 izzy went on to try to go back to denmark once more after the travel ban was lifted but she ended up getting covid a couple days before her flight and had to cancel her trip so she missed out on that one and We had missed her saying that on the episode, so I just wanted to come back and give you all that information. But she finally went back to Denmark to reunite with her friends this past New Year's Eve, and she said it was a wonderful time being back. And also be sure to check out Instagram at Travel Flow Radio to have a little snapshot into our recording day and more on backstories from people that I have on my podcast. So uh, thanks again, and I'll see you all next time. Thank you.